What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So lots to discuss. Let's just jump right into it. I'm going to start in Los Angeles. So with the All-Star game less than two weeks away, the conversation surrounding starting pitchers really has intensified in the National League. The two most successful starters in the first half have been Miami's Sandy Alcantara and LA's Tony Gonsolin. So Alcantara has one more start remaining before the break, and he's been the most dominant pitcher in the NL, really. I mean, his first half numbers are historic. He does have a significant edge over Tony Gonsolin when it comes to innings. Because in his last start on Sunday, Alcantara tossed eight scoreless frames, and he, he's made a very strong case to get the starting nod for the All-Star game. But on Thursday night in Los Angeles, Tony Gonsolin punched right back. He's reminding everyone why he'd also be a good option to start the All-Star game at his home ballpark on July 19. He allowed two runs and struck out three over seven innings in the Dodgers' 5-3 win over the Cubs at Dodger Stadium. Gonsolin improved to 11-0, which is the best record in the majors. So you, you do have a race here. I do think Alcantara has the has the upper hand and he's just been better he's been the best pitcher in the national league so far but gonsolin obviously when you play when you play for the dodgers you'll get a lot of run support you'll get a lot of opportunity to win games and he's made the most of those opportunities 11 and no on the season but his era is legitimately very good as well i mean when you're in the ones anything below two i mean that's that's microscopic a 1.62 era for Tony Gonsolin. I mean, his nickname is Goose. Goose. He gets a dub. In this game, Mookie bets Homer twice, having a very strong first half of his own. I mean, this is what the Dodgers paid him for. This is why they went out and got Mookie, because he can do things like he did on Thursday night. Mookie now has 20 homers on the year. And he's got a 9.15 OPS leading off for the L.A. Dodgers. Those are pretty good numbers for the first half of the season. So L.A. wins by a score of 5-3. If we move to New York, where the Mets took on the Marlins. So the Marlins is the team that Sandy Alcantara plays for. The Mets won this game. And they, they, they drubbed the Marlins 10-0. This was a breakout game. Hopefully, I mean, they're hoping it's a breakout game uh, for some players who who have been pretty quiet for the Mets this year. That's James McCann and J.D. Davis. I mean, if you had to talk about Mets players who really needed to turn things around, these two guys are definitely on that list. And both these guys look really good. I mean, the bat, they, they swung the bat really well. James McCann, three-run homer. You know, J.D. Davis, you know, some big RBI hits, and finally get their name in, I mean, they're in the box score every night, but, you know, get their name in the papers, being on the good side of things rather than your usual suspects like, you know, Lindor and and uh, Alonzo getting all the headlines, but uh, Nimmo even, you know, Nimmo's been really good this year, but, you know, J.D. Davis, three for four with five RBIs, James McCann, one for four with that three-run Shot at three run Johnson on the mound for the Mets was Trevor Williams, who was really good. Seven shutout innings with seven strikeouts. He looked really good. And this is just 
a great win for the New York Mets. So, you know, as we are in the middle of summer now, you're going to start hearing trade rumors. You're going to be hearing that. Uh, the Mets are obviously contending. They're not going to be sellers. They're going to be buyers at the deadline. But, you know, Steve Cohen has proven that he's not afraid of anyone. We saw what he did. He ate the salary for Robinson Cano. He's paying Robinson Cano, what, like $20 million to play in AAA for a different team, to play for the Padres AAA team. And that's, they've proven that there's no sunk cost fallacy going on for the New York Mets. That if someone is not performing, they will ship them out. They will get rid of them and they will eat the costs if necessary. So trade deadline is August 2nd. So there is a possibility that, you know, one of these guys is moved. Could you see James McCann get moved? Could you see J.D. Davis get moved? Keep an eye on that for sure. Moving to Atlanta, where the Cardinals took on the Braves. Dylan Carlson saved the day defensively, and then he won the game with his bat. He made another great catch and then drove in an RBI single in the 11th inning. So Carlson was actually on the bench for the first six innings, but he kept himself ready. And you know he was able to come off the bench and have three hits in the game. The final one being a line drive single in the top of the 11th, to score Nolan Arenado in what would prove to be the game-winning run as the Cardinals defeated a good Braves team by a score of 3-2. I mean, even before that, though, as electrifying as getting a game-winning hit is, none of this would have been possible without the jaw-dropping defensive play he made in the ninth inning. Michael Harris II was up to bat for the Atlanta Braves, the electric rookie for Atlanta, and he drills a line drive to left center field. And this thing comes off the bat at 110 miles an hour. But Dylan Carlson runs it down, full extension really, with his, you know, on, it's a glove side run, and he gets it one step shy of the warning track. StatCast measured the hit probability at 89%. And it wasn't done there. After Carlson hit the wall, you know, he, he got, got himself hit the wall, throws it back in to Tommy Edmond, and they double off, the runner at first base to complete the double play. Just great teamwork. I mean, that Carlson started the double play. I'm sure, you know, runner obviously did not think that ball was going to be caught. Like I said, it was an 89% hit probability. It looked like, you know, a line drive to the warning track. But that's what good center fielders do. That's what Dylan Carlson did for the Cardinals. And the Cardinals end up winning this game thanks to him. So it was a Dylan Carlson game in Atlanta. The Seattle Mariners. Let's move to Seattle. So the M's are back. They are at 500 now. You know, we've been talking about the momentum they've had in recent weeks. We talked about the Julio Rodriguez noise. He's been making people been talking about how he deserves to be an all-star potentially. They've been winning. They won 8-3 over Toronto on Thursday at T-Mobile Park. Seattle has now won five in a row, eight of its last nine, 13 of 16. The second most wins to only Houston in this stretch, in this 16-game stretch. And now they have a 500 record. They no longer have a losing record. I mean, they have turned things around. They're going to look to keep that going. They're going to look to keep that going. Obviously, long season, you know, the dog days of August will be here next month. Can they keep it going? But this is definitely a good sign. You know, on Thursday, Carlos Santana had his first RBI since joining the team. Since he was traded a couple weeks ago, K-9 
Cal Raleigh stayed hot with a two-run homer. And they're just getting they're just getting good offense, really. Eugenio Suarez, solo home run, Dylan Moore, solo home run. They're getting a lot of contributions, obviously. Marco Gonzalez, quality start from him. And the Mariners stay hot. They stay hot. Last but not least, let's head to Fenway Park where Red Sox and Yankees are locking horns for a weekend series in Boston. The Bronx Bombers held on for a 6-5 victory in the opener on Thursday. Garrett Cole was on the mound to start for the Yankees. Rafael Devers has his number. Rafael Devers hits Garrett Cole very well. He launched two more home runs off of Garrett Cole on Thursday. I mean, it's... Pretty remarkable. I mean, Devers hits everyone, really. If you look at his numbers, if we're being fair, he hits everyone. But his numbers against Garrett Cole specifically, he, he just sees the ball really well. And um, yeah, I mean, this this Yankees team is looking really dangerous right now. They had a sixteen nothing route of the Pirates on Wednesday. Obviously, that was that was pretty embarrassing for Pittsburgh. But they go to Boston and they get off to a really strong lead. Donaldson hits a grand slam and actually go back to back with Donaldson and then. They go with Aaron Hicks. Home run. Gets a home run there too. But they hold on. They they stave off a, a, a Red Sox comeback. And the Yankees win the opener by a score of 6-5. So that is where we stand for today, folks. Those are our updates. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.